It's the Willie Valentine Show on WCM Radio, playing the best of old school freestyle. New school.
was the one and only K7 here. Woo! Body rock. Oh, Body man, rock. That's the jam, bro. Hot, hotness right there. When K7 came, you know, when he left TK and came out with that track, I was like, yes! Yeah, that, the new TK seems... stuff. Like, no, it's not. It's K7. Yeah, I, I walked into it. I remember, I think it was a Wiz. And um, and I, I hear this song playing. I was like, yeah, that sounds like freestyle. What is that? I was like, yeah, and it was, it was, it was, uh, was I'll Make You Feel Good. It was the other one. It was yeah. really good, man. We're going to play that later on today. You know why? Because tonight is K7 night. We're going to yeah. have the interview right, with baby. K7. Yes, that's going to be hot. <laughs> that's going to be hot. That's going to be huh? All and right, then, stop and after midnight, <laughs> After midnight is your night, right? What do you mean it's my night? It's 5 of May. Orale, boy. The mother. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> going to be good. We're going to have an interview with K7. It's going to be interesting. going to answer a lot of questions and uh, tell you stories. Some stuff you never knew about TK and K7, a whole bunch of behind-the-scenes stuff. Uh, we're playing part one of the interview today, and uh, part two will be next week. It's a very long interview, but yeah, it's definitely well worth it. We're going to, you know. You guys are going to learn a lot. We, we will allow over here. We just, yeah. you know, we were like mind-blasted after all the stuff that he was telling us. A lot of uh, names to songs that he named to women. and I mean, it was like, really, he's out there, man. You know he's what I noticed, there. Phil? What? Lou, Lou, Lou developed this radio voice. Like, yeah, you know what? Uh, <laughs> He's getting a little, I think he goes home and practices. Uh, yeah, no, this is like uh, UCM radio. I got to try my thing here, you know? I don't know why yet, but I mean. This is Louis Blue. Uh oh. Oh, Willie got a call. Willie got a call. So, Lou, what you been doing today, man? How was your day? Today was a really quiet day, actually, you know? Yeah. It was beautiful out there. 80 some odd degrees, I heard. Yeah, I was working all day. That sucks, man. Yeah, I took I took about an hour, went out to lunch, you know, had, some good, had a good afternoon. Yeah, so what we doing tomorrow for Cinco de Mayo? We getting de crazy Mario. drunk. I, I think we're what? Gonna, I think we're gonna poke night it. Tomorrow. I think I think we should definitely poke night it, it, but there has to be a lot of liquor involved. We could do that. Yeah, just right? fall out. Yeah. I'll bring some Bacardi. No no no, you know what? Let's bring some let's go across the street, we'll get some tequila. Why why wait hit that tequila? Why hard. why did the Mexican throw his wife out the window? I don't know why. Tequila <laughs> 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 All right, that was cool. Yeah, that was, cool, <laughs> that was yeah. stupid. Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> now you can leave the house now. All right, but uh, we came back. Yeah, now we can stop talking about Mexicans. We'll back. Anyway. <laughs> so we're gonna start the night off right. We started with a little K7. We're gonna bring you the first K7 track that broke K7, that made him who he is. Come, baby, come on the Willie Valentine Show, WCM Radio. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Come, baby, come, baby, baby, come, come. come baby. 
Come, we're gonna be doing the interview with K7 in just a few. That's an amazing yeah, song. That, that song, oh, man. that that beat on that song is amazing. Yeah, man. let me say when That's when he switched beat. over with TK and went with with the K7 and and That's he got the same kids down with them. Their shows, you know, he he like never stopped doing the great shows that TK. Did. The happiness that this guy has, he told he told us it, it's it's amazing. You know, yeah. after every show, he just felt like. A million bucks, man. And yeah, man. They do know. they do their thing on on the stage, man. Yeah, you gotta, definitely. The response they get is overwhelming. The thing is, they they give a hundred percent in every show, one hundred percent, and that's what's amazing about them. I mean, yeah. hey, but this that beat is amazing. That just, I guess anybody bopping at any given point. Yeah, you got to, you got to. Man. Yeah, it's like her. Yeah. So, what's going on, Will? What's man? going on? I've seen you all day, man. Oh, I've been, you know, getting ready for the show. Finished up the Quick Mix 5. Yeah. Uh, can't wait no more half-assing and playing bits and pieces here and there. So we're going to play the Quick Mix 5 in about a minute or two. You mean we're going to play? We're not going to tease them? No, nah, we're going to give them the real thing today. Really? Yeah. All of it? It's going to be hot. Definitely. Every bit? Before I do that, I want to give some shout-outs to our faithful listeners out there. Denise in Orlando, what's up? I hope you were able to tune in. Trina Cria 72 
I always forget her real name. I'm so sorry, but I know you're always listening, and you're a big freestyle fan, and she loves K7, Johnny O, George Lamont, everybody. She's a, you know, she's a freestyle fanatic. and that's Kriya or Kriya? Kriya. Hi, Kriya. We had a request for Nick Colon. It was love, which we don't have because it's not even released yet. But that's coming from DJ Lowe's, a.k.a. Manny T. And he wants to give a shout-out to the Springfield crew, 729 crew, DJ Porky. Springfield? Springfield and a half. Yeah, I want to give a shout-out also to Sydney Freestyle listening in. My daughter, Chelsea. I don't know why you're up this time. What's up, Chelsea? Go to sleep. How you doing? Freestyle Pete. What happened? I don't get no shout-out. And, uh, and my big, wife is, you know, a big shout out. out. <laughs> oh, I'm saying shout out to Cynthia Figueroa. Oh, a big shout out. <laughs> Another shout out to Johnny O and uh, his wife Jeanette, who we're listening in right now. Oh, what's hey, up, Johnny? What's up, Johnny? Yo, John, man, I got singles right now. Handball, bro. Me and you. What's up, King? <laughs> yeah, Johnny O is a big handball player. And also DJ Juan Valentine. DJ Juan Valentine is also listening in. Juan Valentine. And uh, Armando. Oh, what's up, Armando? CPR Jose Ortiz and the whole What You Missing crew, Ralph. You know, wasn't for them, we wouldn't have this show. Definitely always got to shout them out every week. Always doing that Yo, thing. I, Jose, we, we always go and do your show, man. You got to come and do ours one day. I know. Come on, man. Yeah. We got a request for Manny Love of a Lifetime from Freestyle Pete. Pete, we're definitely going to play that record. We've been playing it for yeah. like the last four weeks in a row. We're definitely going to play that. It's like a favorite in this place. And Body Rock, we're definitely going to play that also. <laughs> oh, Trina Cria, Trina her only with Rosalie. Sorry about that, Rosalie. We play I'm going to give Rock. you a shout out. Also, give us another shout out, of course, to Mei Ling, who listens in every week. Hi, the Boogie Mei Down Bronx. Mei oh, she lives in the Bronx? Yeah. We're neighbors, Mei Ling. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is what we're going to do. We're going to get ready for Quick Mix 5 here on WCM Radio, the Willie Valentine Show. Check it out. Check it out. Let me know what you think. Check it out, baby. The request lines are open 888-299-3167 or IM us at Artistic95 or email us Artistic95 at AOL.com. Check it out. You're gonna Give love it, baby. Break beat. Break beat.
listening to the Willie Valentine Show on WCM Radio, pumping freestyle and reggaeton.
listening to the Willie Valentine Show on WCM Radio, pumping freestyle and reggaeton. I need a freaky tona. Talk about freaky tonas. <laughs> Whatever happened to the what the little uh, email thing that we had going? Anybody email? Oh, us? come on, pretty kitty, pretty kitty. <laughs> What's a pretty kitty BX69? No, pretty kitty. That's why you can't even check it. You don't even know. Who's <laughs> 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 pretty si- pretty kitty69 BX BX at AOL. At I mean at, at Yahoo.com. Yahoo.com. Pretty Kitty 69 BS. <laughs> Yo, where's Yahoo.com? He's like, yeah. I want to give a shout out to Taz. He's listening in right now. What up, C? What and up? Um, Rosalie wants to give a shout out to K7. She wants to let you know that Brooklyn loves you, K. want to give a shout out to my daughter's friends listening in right now. Kayla, Liz, Kathy, and Ariel. 
Yo, K, you got a shout out too from Yvette the Diva. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, thanks for everybody for tuning in tonight. We got a lot of listeners on tonight. Ready to listen to the K7 interview and to the, the hot music we're playing tonight, the mega mixes and all that good stuff. So, I think everybody's ready now? I let's don't go know. for that, man. Yeah, let's give it to them. Let's give it to them. Let me give it to them. <laughs> uh, well, uh, how we gonna how we gonna open up this interview, bro? Well, Phil, you weren't here when we did the interview. Yeah, man, that's not. What up. don't you know about K7? What what, do you, what would you like to know about K7? Uh, I don't know if he's taller than me, cause I know it's pretty close. Well, he wasn't here, so I, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> couldn't tell you okay. anything like that. Call in and let me know, cause that, that's been a big argument between me and a few people. How, if you, well, <laughs> I think well, I got him by like a yeah. half inch or something like that. I think I got him. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, he's still the man. He's still the man. Um, let me see. I would like to know how he got that name, K7. Like, you know what? I'm glad you asked that question. That's a, real good that's question. a definite question that we asked. Oh, yeah? So, yeah. Oh, cool. with no further ado, that's right. Whatever. <laughs> We're going to play part one of the K7 interview on WCN Radio, the Willie Valentine Show. Enjoyed it. And we're back on WCN Radio, the Willie Valentine Show. On the line, we have the one and only K7. K7. What's up, K? How you doing, guys? How you feel? Very good, man. We're doing excited. Good, doing good. We're excited to have you on here, man. Well, it's a pleasure for me to be on here. Very cool. Very cool. So, um, all right, we got you know we asked the fans on the internet to ask some questions for K7. So we're gonna start off with some fan questions first. All say? right. Oh. All right. Um, I'm gonna. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna tell you the name of the fans of this, so they can feel good about you know that they know their questions were were, were asked on the air. <laughs> it feels somewhat important, at least. There you go. All right. <laughs> we have. Um, what we have here. We have a Frankie. Okay. He, he's, his question is: I know the K7 album "Swing Bad a Swing" was the first gold album of a Latino in that genre. What also has, which also has some freestyle on the CD. Do you plan to, do you plan to do another CD similar with hip hop, Latin freestyle, or maybe reggaeton? Um, at this point in time, I'm recording an album. It's called Quince Minutos Después. Okay. It um, it's basically a hip hop and reggaeton album. Nice, nice. That's gonna be K7, right? Yeah, K7. Nice. Very cool. All right. That's pretty awesome, man. All right, let's move on to the next question here. This one is from Osby. Oi Oi Jams I don't know who that is <laughs> Okay It says Well they, they, they're, they're actually uh, Questioning KL Instead of K7 It says Would KL do a duet With India At some point In the future oh, That's a good question um, I would If If uh, If it would You know It's hypothetically speaking So yeah I, I would love to do A duet with her Cool But um I mean, when we were kids, her voice was so powerful back then that I was really intimidated by how powerful she was, how powerful her voice was. Cool. And because um, she was a monster, she's incredible. He, he, when we used to, Joey Gardner used to have us do sessions. Um, I stated just recently in a, in a in a other interview that I had for um, NewYorkFreestyle.com. Uh, yep. That um, dancing on the fire was a song that was originally a TKA song. Right. And, um, oh, wow. she and I were sharing lyrics on that song we were going back and forth um, as a duet and when it came to the ad-libs she just threw me away and I was like uh, <laughs> it was you know she's awesome she's incredible did you guys ever record a demo of that? 
Yeah, we have a demo of it. Joey Garner has it. Basically. Oh, man. Lucky. That'd be cool to have, right? We could play it on here. Lucky Joey. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not. <clears throat> the only difference is that me and A.B. are not singing the, ba- um, the choruses on it. Because me and A.B. were on the choruses within there at that point. Okay. And I was sharing part of the lead. At the original, the original demo had me on the leads, and then before she left, the demo that we had had her just singing it with me and maybe singing the. Okay, that sounds interesting. I wish I could have heard that. <laughs> yeah, that'd be really cool to listen to. Uh, we got another question here, and it's pretty deep. I mean, actually, and I understand you're a pretty deep guy. In uh, all the years that you've been performing, is there any profound lesson you've learned in the music business? And that would benefit someone else out there and you know those newcomers that are coming up but is there anything you can tell these people and what have, what have you learned and stuff um number one that this is a business okay and so you have to treat it as such it's like and if you're lucky to make friends along the way you know then you're lucky to make friends but the most prob- the, the, the probability of, of it all in this business is that you will lose friends right Oh, okay. um, if you get into business with your friends, sometimes friendships are not meant to go into business. That's absolutely That's true, yeah. yeah. I agree. <laughs> you know, some, sometimes you're lucky enough to be able to. Sometimes it just doesn't work out that way. Okay, that's cool. Uh, I'm going to ask you a question that you know this, we're going to go back to the fans' questions, but I'm going to go back into like more of the basics and go back to the TK days and stuff like that. Um, just go back to the, I'm pretty sure you were asked this question many, many times before in the past, but tell the fans out there who, who may not know who the original TK, TK members were. Right. The original TK members. Um, it started out, here's how it all started out. Um, I was walking down the street, saw Tony. Uh, Tony at that point used to be, used to rap. Okay. And, um, and, um, I, you know, I used to rap as well Right And we were the best guys From the neighborhood You know More You know More lower You know The lower part of the body Tony was more The upper part of the body Okay But in high school He was the guy that You know Like the Latin guy That was rapping In our school That was You know The best Right I um I approached him And I said You know It'd be cool If we made a group And he at that time Said well Him and his cousin we're thinking about making a group and I said well I, I could write songs and I can sing and I got the song that I want you to hear okay and this was I think it was I think it was 80 it was late 82 into 83 wow okay and um I sang I sang to him a song that I had written in school like two or three weeks prior which uh-huh. was called The Love okay oh okay and um he heard it he said okay let's go so and it was a song that was uh huh and um, we also brought a friend, a, a mutual friend that we had was this guy named Spider. Right. And we, we became a group and we started singing around the area. We started singing on, um, you know, basically Sweet, sweet Sixteen and, you know, uh, uh, school parties okay. in our area. And um, I had stumbled across uh, Tommy Boy, the record label. Right. And I walked up one day and um, I said, we could sing. And the guy who was working the front desk, he wasn't the receptionist, but the day that I walked in, he was. Right. And um, it happened to be Joey Gardner. Wow. Oh. And um, I told him, well, we're doing a show on, we're doing a show on 97th Street, 
in this Catholic school, and maybe you could come down and you could see us perform. And when he did, he came by that evening and he saw us perform a rough version of, uh, of Scar's Love over the Right. Right. Oh, cool. so, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's interesting. You told me that Tony was a rapper and you were a rapper. How did you guys feel about singing? Because you know, "Scar the Love" is a song that you know with a melodic tune. And, and well, how, how did the transition go from the rapping to the singing? Well, at that point, a lot of the rappers, a lot of the rappers that were famous, were groups like um, uh, the Cold Crush and Fantastic. Then was the other one, Fantastic Romantic Five, and, and these guys were guys that were going out their way and you know, taking, you know, like Leo Sayer songs and, and singing the hooks to them. Right. And, well, not singing the hooks necessarily, we're changing the lyrics to describe more, um, describe more what they were doing. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, so what we decided to do is do that kind of thing. We want to be a more singing group. The fact that we were writing our own song just, I guess, you know, we felt that it was an asset for us. Right. Um, so what I would do is I would write, you know, I would go to high, I would be in high school and every time I'd cut out of school, I'd, I'd write a brand new song and that afternoon I'd go to 112th Street to Tony's apartment and me, Tony and Amy would go on the fire escape and we'd start singing this brand new song. Okay. And, to, you know, to a degree we had more we had the, uh, an equal amount of rap records as we did uh, songs, melody songs. And um, when Joey Gardner first heard it, uh, Tommy Boy had just finished signing the Four Seventies and a group called Set Sonic, which, um, which at that point is like, I would say it was the original Wu Tang because they had, they had like, um, they had like seven members. Wow, like they were, seven, they had DJs, a beatbox, they had. Um, uh, four different rappers. Uh, they had a record. Of, uh, their, their most famous record was like uh, all that jazz. Okay. And they were like, um, they were like the, I guess, the first group to have the Wu Tang type of image of having like a whole bunch of members yeah. that could all rap at the same time. Okay. And um, Tommy, what Tommy Boy didn't need at that point was yet another rap group. Ah, uh, okay. And um, <clears throat> Joey said. Well, what type of what other type of music do you like? And I personally like Planet Patrol, Play Out Your Own Rift. That's one of my favorite records of all time. Yeah. And um, he, he says, well, why don't we make like a male version, like a, a, a Latino version of the Force and Bees? And I was like, okay. He goes, and that song's called Love. Why don't we try to do that song? It's called Love. And I was like... Alright, but can we do it like a rap record? And he was like, no, I'm thinking about doing it like Planet Patrol where the beat is going to be a little bit faster. And I was like, alright, you know, I, at that point, I just wanted to be in the music business anyway. Right, I hear you. And he had the same conversation with Tony and, um, and we decided to go with it. And we started recording. We had like, to be honest with you, Scars of Love at that point had like five different demos and each demo we were unhappy with. Wow. And um, and one day, out of the blue, this guy named Marco Olivio uh-huh. walked into Tommy Boy Records with a demo and it was just one verse. It was, yeah, it was a, it was a verse and a half. Uh-huh. And it was um, the scratch version of uh, a One Way Love. Uh-huh. The demo was horrible. <laughs> 
And they said, well, tonight we're going to go record it. Now, I suffer from allergies. Um, I, you know, I suffer from allergies, and I was the original lead singer of the group. Right. And I had a horrible time trying to sing Home Way Love because it wasn't on my key, and the key that I was singing it in wasn't appropriate. It just didn't sound right with me singing it. Oh, okay. And uh, Joyce, well, you, you need to sound like this, and I wasn't able to project. Right. And since we were recording stuff at that time on a on a shoestring budget, mm -hmm. we all were paying for everything. It wasn't it wasn't like the advent now of home studios. Right. We're actually paying for the time that we had. We couldn't, you know, we couldn't cancel out because I'm sick. Right. We couldn't wait until allergy season was over. And um, <laughs> and Amy got into the you know I, I walked out of the booth and Amy walked in, and history was made. The the, the weirdest thing about one way love that people don't realize it is that because of the fact that it only has one verse right the structure and the story and how the story unfolds to one way love is exactly the way Charles the love unfolded wow. and that's because Joey said well let's let's do what we did with Scar you know let's do what you did lyrically with Scar's love and do the same thing on one way love so if you listen to one way love lyrically it's the 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 whole story plays out almost like Scar's love does you know, I, I never, I always wondered why A.B. sang that song. I was like, I, I'm glad you cleared it up for me because there was always these questions. Well, why didn't K, yeah. you know, K didn't sing that song? Okay, that that's cool. I don't, I don't think that's ever been, been told in any interview. I, and I yeah. pretty much follow a lot of your interviews and I read a lot about your interviews and, and I spoke to a lot of radio DJs. So that's interesting. Yeah. That's very interesting. So it was the allergies that caused you not to <laughs> sing the leads in that song. That, that's cool. Uh, my allergies and the fact that at some points I was not very focused. That's, uh, okay. That's what had me there. Wow. Wow. Yeah. But he did a great job on that, and he did a great job on on uh, on "Come Get My Love," which happened to be our second single. Okay. Yeah, I remember that as well. Very cool. I was a big fan. I remember I was about 16, 17 years old when those records came out. And at the time, I, I started singing. I was like, oh, my God, who is this group? I want to I be like them. I got two guys. We try to be like you guys. Got the turtleneck. <laughs> so I, I'll never forget those days. I mean, I was around in those days going, oh, they're performing at this club. Let's go over here. They're at this club. Uh, I remember I was, wow, I think I was doing it. I was 15 when I saw you guys perform at uh, Roseland. And it was awesome. You, got, I don't know, you guys had these Puerto Rican flags in the back of your shirts. Yeah, and I remember going, oh, oh, and I, I had snuck into the club because you can't be 15 to get into that club. <laughs> yeah. But I was with my sister. I'm like, oh man, what kind? Of, I didn't know there was no the word freestyle wasn't around yet. You know, it was just music. No, at, at, at first, here's, here's the thing that that I was talking. I, I I was talking about it on 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 my interview the other day, and people don't really understand that freestyle is is early. Uh, how can I put it? It's like an extension of hip hop music. Right. Now, you know, the diehard rapper didn't embrace it, but mm -hmm. it was our version of hip hop. Early on in hip hop, like the Latino sound um, in hip hop, rappers like Ruby D or, or, or DJs like Charlie Chase, they called the niche for themselves, but a lot of rappers weren't getting the light of day. A lot of Puerto Rican rappers weren't getting the light of day. Either you were a break dancer. <laughs> Or, you know, and, but you weren't getting the mic. Right. 
and there was very few, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, there was like at least, there was only five Puerto Ricans on the hip hop scene mm-hmm. at that point that were popular. Right. And um, like, when, when we started making freestyle music, it was an extension of hip hop. Right. It was our version of being able to speed up the hip hop beats that we liked, whether it was Love Rap, mm-hmm. whether it was Apache, whether it was the Mexican, whether it was uh, 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 To Be Real mm-hmm. by uh, Cheryl Lynn. Right. And we just started singing melodies over it. Right. The whole, the whole concept of singing over these rap beats is what freestyle is. A lot of people nowadays seem to have a hard time embracing that aspect of it. Right. That makes a lot sense. of people nowadays don't respect it because they, they, I, I'm always criticized by comparing reggaeton to freestyle. People I, don't really see that. I don't, yeah. That reggaeton is actually the, the, the child of style, if you will. Yeah, I believe that. I believe You know, it, it's, it's the child of, of two, it's the child of dancehall music and it's the child of, of, of freestyle. Right. So, you know, you hear the Latino sound in it, you hear uh, the freestyle melody in it. Hell yeah. <laughs> the subject matter is basically sex. Right. But you know what? <laughs> what Times is change. it nowadays? <laughs> Times change and subject matters change. You know, and, yeah. and that's that's the way it goes. But people have to realize what it is. Definitely. You know, we're gonna come back to more K7. We're gonna play a couple of songs and we'll be right back with the interview live with K7. Oh yeah! Whoa! That was a whole earful. Very informative. Yo, Mike. Mike Cole. He said, "Uh, that uh, speak for yourself." <laughs> you were in turtlenecks, not him. Oh, now you want to call back? <laughs> <laughs> Time to go to myspace.com and type in the Willie Valentine show to see his picture on the on the site. <laughs> awesome. a special picture of Michael Anthony on there. He's got a nice we, smile. We should be man. here right now. He's yeah, got he's, a nice smile, very nice picture. smile. Very nice smile. <laughs> but we're gonna be back with some more K7, more of the interview, more information, more the scoop on his past, his. Future and um, what's going on with K7 and TK? Yeah. Call me now. Says future. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> with that note, I want to play another K7 track. I make you feel so good. This track is hot. Yeah. Check it out. Let's go. Press lines are open 888-299-3167. Or email us artistic95 at AOL.com. Or I am artistic95. Yo, I make you feel so good. 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 <laughs> Here we go.
started off with a kiss, a touch, a grab a feel. I made a feel real, I put my hand in the land of the mighty boom, boom. Then I love the boom, I took her back to my room. And then one time I put my hand on the behind, and we started to grind. You know I made her mind. Would you do it again? If I could, I would have shivered in the end. I made her feel good. Valentine Show on WCM Radio.
You're listening to WCM Radio. Ladies, there are three rules when it comes to killing a nigga. Rule number one, I can't tell you. sorry to some sissy. Rule number two, get him drunk. Because they don't know how to act when they drink. And rule number three, take him for all
You're listening to the Willie Valentine Show on WCM Radio. That was Manny Love of a Lifetime. We play that every week. We got a lot of requests for that record. Yeah, so. a lot of, yeah I love that song, bro. Manny is he's such a good writer, bro. Is he, he the love me. of your lifetime? I mean, shut up. I didn't want to tell him. <laughs> Real quick, before we get back into the interview, I want to give a couple of shout outs. 
to Paula and Joey Kidd listening in. What's up, Joey? What's up, Paula? Yo, can I Yo. shout somebody out real quick? Sure, man. Yo, Gisela, just want to give you a shout out. Stop falling in the tub, baby. Okay. <laughs> wow. I want to give a shout out to Lisa and Mike Gonzalez. Also to Lisa and Mike Berto. Michael Anthony listening on online. Just so you know, hold on. She was rushing out the shower so she could get to the to the computer and listen to the show. And she slipped. She slipped. Oh, 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 you're back to your shout out again? Okay, anyway. Um, <laughs> but it was, it was for the show. My bad. Thank you. Thank you for falling for us. But it was for the show. She's, she's she fell for, for the Woody Ranting show. <laughs> <laughs> Want to give a shout out to Jason LaMonica listening in. Yo, what up, Jay? So, the last wow. listening. Sydney Freestyle. My daughter Chelsea. She wants to give a shout out to one of her friends. It better so, not be a boy. Happy early birthday to Kayla. Her okay. birthday is on the 27th. So when I wish her all the best and happy birthday to you. Just a little And Chelsea, go to sleep and tell your friends to go to sleep. Don't <laughs> be calling each other at that hora. Get to Greg. So from now, I'm going to continue on with the K7 interview. So have your uh, computers ready to record. Listen to some more info on K7. K7. Check it out. And we're back on the Willie Valentine Show, WCM oh, Radio, and we have the other part to the K7 interview. Okay, you ready? Yeah, I'm here. All right, cool. All righty. So, uh, next question was um, talking about venues, and you just, just before we were rudely interrupted for a commercial break, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, where was the best, best place you've ever, the most memorable place you've performed? Okay, I, I answer that in two ways. You you have to ask me TKA wise. Oh, that's right, that's right. I forget. Okay, so let's start with TKA. Um, best place we ever performed at. Um, or the most memorable that you can say. Wow, I mean, that's one memorable thing that you've. Our, our last show in in um, the higher Indian racetrack. Wow. Oh, okay. Um, that that was the most memorable because. They all came that day to say goodbye to us. Wow! Um, really? It was our, our last show, and and it was great. I mean, we gave a hell of a whole. We gave a hell of a show. Um, at that point, we we had already had the Swingers performing with us for a while, mm -hmm. and they were touring with us. And the show, the energy for the show was great. It, 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 you know, it was very sentimental. Yeah. And, but it was cool. And then the the our first show back, which was at Exit. I was there, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was that was very emotional. Yep. So, TKY, those two shows stand out as like the biggest memories, you know, for, for me. And now, for K7. Um, K7, oof. Um, <laughs> there's so many. Uh, one, one was performing, performing at um, Wembley Stadium the Smash Hits. Okay. So this, uh, it was a Smash Hits award show and we were there and we were the unknown group and we really didn't realize we were we felt like we were the unknown group when we got to England. And Will Smith was there, Bjork was there, um Take wow. That, you know, with Robbie Williams. Mm. Um uh, Marky Mark was there. <laughs> uh, Mark yeah. Walter. Yeah. Um, all these different groups were performing. It was like big names. It was Wembley Stadium. Right. Yeah. And they introduced us. We knew that our record was being played in England, but we really didn't realize how popular it was. Right. And we woke up on stage, and all of a sudden, you see everybody go bananas. Oh, wow. man. And I was like, wow. I didn't, I, that was, 
the K7, that was one of the biggest shows. And then, another. I mean, to me, doing the K7 shows, to be honest with you, walking up on stage with the Swing Kids. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's always something that is worthwhile to me. Mm -hmm. There are very few shows that I walk off the stage when I perform with those guys that I feel like ah, I'm depressed about it. <laughs> right. <laughs> You know, it's like I—I I mean, to be honest with you, I used to walk up on—I used to walk up on stage with TK, and not because of the fans, but because of, of what we—what I felt we could have done. Right. I used to walk off sad, but when I when I go up on stage with these guys, they just—when I walk up on stage with with Toppin and Trey and LOS and and Todd Glass and whichever DJ I got, whether it's Finance Scribble or whether it's Slinky or, you know, or Scuba Steve, you know, and if I have vice versa, when I walk off that stage, I'm like, oh, great. I feel happy. Like, I feel happy that I was able to do what I wanted to do. That's great. It's very, there's, to be honest with you, I think in, in, and the whole time that I've done the, the, the K7 stuff by myself, there's really never been a day that I came off stage and was, like, pissed off. Yeah. So I always felt satisfied. So and you, even if they felt that it was their worst show, I'm sitting there with, like, the biggest grin in, in my face because, like, <laughs> I had the best time. So you, you, your K7 show, you're very proud of every, every one of your shows. Every time you do, every time you perform as K7, you guys rock the house. I mean, tell you the truth, every time I see you guys perform as K7, when you, you I mean, you, it, it, it's never disappointing. And I haven't heard a bad review. I mean, except for the haters that talk crap, but, <laughs> I mean, you know. I, I mean, you know, because I'll be honest, I know why they hate. Go ahead. And, why, and, and, and here's the truth, and I'm going to say, and I'm going to put it all out there's, I'm not calling anybody out. Okay. I'm not saying anybody in specific. But when you go to these freestyle websites, okay, the few that are up mm -hmm. and the few that are popular, right? People think that they, that that you, the artist, are stupid. They don't know that we're mostly the flies on the wall on the freestyle pages, and we go up there to see what you guys think of us. Yeah. And when we're there, we know who writes in what style. Like everybody knows my writing style. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows that I'm that I, I write emotionally, so I, I, I don't spell check my stuff. Right. Right? <laughs> so if I know that you guys know that, you think that I don't know how you guys write? Exactly. Yeah. And the funny thing is that they they pretend to be different people. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. I know. Now I'm not talking about I'm not talking about my friend my now friend who was at one point my hater. I'm not talking about that guy. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about all the other haters that get up on the page and are actually just envious because, and it's not because I'm doing anything to make them hate me. Right. It's just because they feel that it's harder for them because groups like me and me and, and my peers are still around doing it. Mm -hmm. And we welcome you guys. We welcome all the new the new school artists to come out and do their thing. Mm -hmm. It would be great if you guys got the attention that was needed because I know that you guys are working hard. My biggest thing is, if you guys want to succeed and get to a point, hate and blocking yourself out by wasting your energy arguing nonsense with people that don't matter is what stunts your growth as an artist. 
That's good. That's real good. Now, if you just if you stop and you focus and you and 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 if you stop pretending to sound like you know the 25th person to sound like George Lamont, <laughs> and if you stop oh, trying to imitate everything that TKA did, mm -hmm. and if you stop pretending to be Cynthia or thinking that you are Cynthia when you're not, right? You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then you can develop your own style. People need to. Be, What's hurting our music right now is that there's two. It's the same thing that most people criticize reggaeton for. Right. You turn on Kanye and you listen to Kanye, and a lot of people criticize Kanye because they're saying, "I'm hearing the same record by the same people, and I don't know which one is. You know, I don't know what song is different from this song or whatever." Right. It's the same thing that people used to say about freestyle back in the day exactly. on Hot 103.5. Mm -hmm. And when it was hot 97. Yeah. Now that you say that, yeah, they say that about this though. They say that about all different types of genres, especially rap and gangster rap and all that stuff. A lot right. of people we, say those types. They say it about that too. Yeah. But they, they turn around and they go, "Oh, you know, it all sounds the same." To me. Uh -huh. The reason it all sounds the same is because artists are not developing themselves. Right. They take a cookie cutter approach to recording a record. Mm hmm. I want to sound like Coro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to sound like Coro did on Where Are You Tonight. It's funny you're saying that because I do a lot of production and I, I don't know how many times I've heard, like if a group comes to me, oh, can you do a beat like TK? Oh, uh, I want to do, see that, that Suave beat? Can you sample the kick and the snare? I want it to sound like Suave's crying over you. Oh, can you sample this? I want to sound like Cynthia. I'm like, oh my God. That, and you're absolutely right. That's what people do. You know what? People need whoever it may be need to say no you're right you're right <laughs> I'm, I'm not I'm not gonna do it you know why because it hurts you you're right I mean you know I wrote a song George I love the way George sings mm -hmm. I wrote a song one time that allowed me and Angel to do the harmonies that George would be that George does Mm -hmm. On without you, without you is my is one of my favorite George Lamont records. Yeah. I turned around and I started doing a song similar to that, mm -hmm. and I brought it to Joey Gardner and I said, Joey, look at this song, and I sang it, and I had even demoed it. Uh huh. And Joey Gardner looked at me and said, I will not have you pretending to be somebody else, <laughs> but we have to define our own style. Right. And at that point. That was the last time that I ever wanted to sound like anybody else. That's great. That's yeah. That's that's key to a lot of people who are up and coming right now. I mean, try to individualize yourselves from the rest of the people. You know. You know what? I, I spoke to Tony G. Tony G is a good friend of mine from mm -hmm. New England. Yeah, Tony. And and I used to see Tony. Tony's in, Tony G is an incredible self promoter. Yes. He, <laughs> he sells for most the hell out of New England. Yes, he does. And and I'm proud of him for that. Yeah. Because I think he does a terrific job, you know, and he keeps the name out there so that people, that's what people are supposed to do. You're right. supposed to keep your name there. Yep. Not by making yourselves look bigger than or, let, you know, or that you're, you know, or souping yourself up, calling yourself a king. Mm-hmm. But by... You know, and, and I'm sorry for the stab. I had to take a stab at somebody. Sure, sure. Um, but 
by basically focusing on what they needed to do. And I told Tony, I said, Tony, the most important thing, he goes, okay, I want to do a song with you guys, or I want to do a song I'm, I'm, because I want it to sound like this. And I said, Tony, I love you guys. When you wrote Sexual Fantasy with DKA, uh -huh. we turned around and we were able to sing that song in our way. My, my sound doesn't sound like your demo because I wanted it to sing it like me. Mm -hmm. Now, you are a talented singer, you're a talented songwriter. Don't follow the trends that everybody else is following. Yeah. Because then they're going to bury you. True. Our audience is, uh, our audience has so many critics. The diehard freestyle fans and, and the haters there are so many critics here You're right. that they will shoot you down with the first note of the song. The, the critics and the wannabe critics, because everybody tries to be a critic nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there, there are more critics than fans. True. The fans became critics now. They're, everybody, <laughs> I think all the fans now think they're in the music business. Because they've spent five to six to seven years on a website. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a little annoying. <laughs> it's a little annoying. I got a question for you. I, I looked through records. Who is L Sharp? L Sharp is me. <laughs> Someone told me that. I'm like, I don't know who that is. Uh, go, but L Sharp is me. Um, my my my, it's my birth name. Okay. Um, it's my birth name. Um, at first, I used to fight Joey Garner. I said, I want you to put KL there because mm -hmm. I have legal use of the word KL and I have legal use of the word K7. Right. And now, I have legal use of the word TK. Right. I'm able to use those names as... I, I could sign a check KL and it'll clear. Okay. You know, and it has to be my signature in my certain way, but, it, you know, I could do that. Okay. Um, I could do the same with K7 and I could do the same as TK. Okay, that was always one. I've, I've always one person when I, I used to collect records. I used to DJ. I used to always read all the credits. I would, even from the engineer to the studio you guys were using, I, I've always wanted to work with those people. Like when yeah. you guys did, um, I think it was give you a lot to me. I think was it Tommy Uzo you guys used for that? Tommy Uzo, the master. Right, and I used his studio. Right, I'm recording vocals in his studio one time, and I was off key. He was like, "Do it again." I'm like, "I don't know what. This, it must be the mic." He goes, you know what? If TK can use that mic and they sound on key, you can use that mic. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, you know. Tommy, Tommy, Tommy recorded almost everything on the Louder Than Love album. Um, uh, he recorded Maria. He recorded uh, Body Rock. I mean, he feel good. And then all of the K7 parts. Yeah, he's the man. And I, I love Tommy Uzo to death. You know, Mirror Image Studios, that's, yeah. that's right. That's heaven to me. Remember that's the original right. one in Long Island, the one in his garage, his, his family's house garage? <laughs> I love the one in Long Island. Yeah. That's, that's where, that's, the one in Long Island is where I recorded all of Swing Battle Swing and all of, of um, and most of everything else. Like, we did a couple of sessions in D&D &D in the, in the uh -huh. city to record um, Body Rock, and then I think we used soundtracks for... Uh, I'm like, uh, my memory could be failing me, but I think we did contract for um, 
I make it feel good. Okay. But some of the vocals I make it feel good. But most of the stuff was done in, in Tommy Uzo's studio. Yeah. He's, he's the man. I got a question for you. You know, you guys, and I'm, I can just imagine how many, not only the states, but I know you perform out of the country. What is the wildest experience you ever had with like a, a fanatic fan, a crazy fan while you were on tour? Like, what's the wildest, thing, craziest thing that ever happened to you with a fan? Oh boy. <laughs> we had to ask. Joey Kidd couldn't answer this question for me. <laughs> he came up with some he got story. All nervous. Someone brought him a piece of cake with a coffee in the nude. That was the best story I got from him. But I want to know. You, I know you got to have some crazy to tell me. Um, <laughs> uh, well, um, if your fiance no, no, is right I next to you, I don't, I, know. I don't want but, you to get in trouble. <laughs> um, I, I, I. To be honest, I've been woken up in strange ways. Uh -huh. I, um, my is, my, I, I, I'm, I used to be a big oversleeper uh -huh. after partying. You know, after we, you know, we used to hang out after the shows and party and whatever. Mm -hmm. I used to be a big oversleeper, and so I used to always have my roadie and my keys. And um, and uh, one night, and you know, in the middle of the night, I'm woken up <laughs> by my roadie and a, and, a, and a friend. Okay. Okay, a friend, a special guest, a special, a special guest. guest. Yeah. I, I wasn't. Oh, by the way, I wasn't awoken by the roadie. Okay. Oh, yeah. uh, I was about to say something. I'm like, uh. I, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> I can imagine. I can imagine. You don't have to get the detail. I think we could all <laughs> imagine that. As much as I can take. No, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> On uh, that note, we're going to come back to K7 in a few. And okay, his stories are great. I mean, yeah. I might extend the show a little longer for this for this, for this this week. But um, we're going to come right back wow. with more K7. I'm, I'm willing to stay as long as you need. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. We'll be right back with more K7 on the Willie Valentine Show, WCM Radio. All right. We're definitely going to be back with more interviews. I, le I learned a lot. I didn't, I didn't know a lot about that, bro. TK. Rosalie, sorry I couldn't lower the beats a little lower. I know she was saying, can I lower the, the beats? The beats were too hard. But um, it's a, it's a weird situation, so I couldn't really lower the beats mm -hmm. in the background. We needed it to cover a little bit of the hiss, you know, since we're recording off the, off the telephone. But um, I'm glad everybody's enjoying. Everyone's enjoying the... Um, oh, what happened? What happened there? There we go. Hey, technical difficulties. Yeah. <laughs> everybody's enjoying the interview. I got good feedback. A lot of people listening in right now on the internet. People calling in. It's a really good experience. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to hear that we got some good listeners out there, man. It's, it's it's good to know that the audience is growing and people are supporting, man. It's cool. Definitely. Definitely. You know, Mayling didn't hear a shout-out from us, or she feels like we didn't shout her out. Uh, I, you, didn't, Mayling, you didn't hear me, Mayling? <laughs> She's like, that's messed up. I said we're neighbors, Mayling, because I didn't know you were from the Bronx. Why you sound like that? I know. It's like, that's <laughs> my... Hold on. <clears throat> My Anthony Jones voice. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I want to get some shout outs real quick. Once again to Mei Ling listening in. Nelson Perez and Dark Element Productions. Yeah. Yo. My man Taz. Un Chulito. Remember him? Hit Remember Chulito? Oh, oh, un Chulito. That nigga's nice. What's up? <laughs> what up, kid? Rosalie. Freestyle Pete. Delicious D. Armando CPR. Jose Ortiz. And what's his last name I wrote here? Ah. Sorry, I, I can't even remember what I wrote. <laughs> Zoro? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> but we got one more part of the interview for today for, for the first segment of the K7 interview because it's a two-part series. Damn. 
Yeah, that dude. Man's uh, got a lot to say. He's a deep guy, too. He's That's really cool. deep. Well, it's got to be a lot of good things if we're going to air it, so it's pretty good. Definitely, it's yeah. good to know. Hey, you know, it, 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 what I liked about the interview is that um, he's teaching these new artists out there that are up and coming a thing or two. I mean, he's been in the business for a long time. Why, why wouldn't you, you know... Yeah, take, he's been take, take an earful, you know. Take, take it, take. So what, you learn what you something. Hear. Yeah, you, you learn something, you know. That's true. So, I don't know. That's fine. It's, it's good if you, if anybody can listen in and soak some some of this information in and put it to good use. Definitely, you never know. Y'all yeah, real monotone like that and talking. You know, what I'm saying? Get, Dan, get a little Dan, vibrant Dan, in here, man. Then we for dry, irritated eyes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna play some more reggaeton. We'll be right back on the Willie Valentine Show. What the reggaeton? Freaking, 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 Radio. Oh, man. La vida loca. La vida loca. My crazy life. Así como vivimos, así como vivimos, como las estrellas, mucho dinero, champán caro, mujeres bellas. Todos los que están conmigo alcen la botella, que esta noche nos vamos para Quiqueya. Así como vivimos, la vida loca, sentado el día aquí en el cielo roca, aunque esta vida a muchos le choca. Así vivimos, la vida loca. Esta noche nos vamos de viaje, yo ahí arregla los pasajes. Nos vamos así como estamos, sin equipaje Reservación en el Jaragua Residential Suites, botellas de champán Y camas de agua, yo macho llama Morenal, dile que llegamos a las dos Y que nos esperen la terminal Esta noche en París en Tiqueya Hoy vamos a bellaquear bajo las estrellas Con mujeres bellas, sandungueando Frente al mal, bebiendo Mamá Juana, presidente y lugar Esta noche vamos todos, no hay más nada que hablar Y vamos a estar en esta hasta que el gallo Comienza a cantar, al natural mujeres Sueltas y sin ropa, que se ponen bellas Después de par de copas, yo chula de sal en la boca. Así es como vivimos la vida loca. Así es como vivimos, pai. Así es como vivimos, como las estrellas. Mucho dinero, champán caro, mujeres bellas. Todos los que están conmigo alcen la botella. Que esta noche nos vamos para Quiqueya. Así es como vivimos la vida loca. Sentado el día en el cielo roca. Aunque esta vida a muchos le choca. Así vivimos la vida loca. Empezamos 10 y ahora somos como 70 De discoteca en discoteca Abriendo botellas en el VIP Yo sé que no es nada mix with Hennessy Eso es así Y mi corillo está activado Estamos jangueando con mi gente de los minas y los del Cibao Y como 20 de bonao Esta noche andamos sueltos y alborotados Descontrolados Haciendo pa' lo que nos da la gana De Puerto Rico a la República Dominicana Así es como vivimos mis panas Jangueando con modelos y muchachas malas Después de aquí nos vamos pa' Punta Cana Y vamos a ver aquí a la tapa la mañana Yo más no te preocupes por nada Que esta noche vas a amanecer en mi cama Como te gusta eso, tú querés Así es como vivimos como las estrellas Mucho dinero, champán caro, mujeres bellas Todos los que están conmigo alcen la botella Que esta noche nos vamos para Quiqueya Así es como vivimos la vida loca Sentado el día aquí en el cielo roca Aunque esta vida a muchos le choca Así vivimos la vida loca, la vida loca, <ríe> my crazy life. Yo Willy, nos las comimos con esta, este año es de nosotros, pai. Cap. 
listening to the Willie Valentine Show on WCM Radio, pumping freestyle and reggaeton. By request, Cynthia Figueroa from the Dance Music Artistic Style CD. Why you got to Cynthia? By request, Russell. By request. I saw uh, she had the
to Mike and Lisa Gonzalez. Lisa wants to give a shout out to her sister Cynthia Figueroa. No doubt. Magic Night by Cynthia Figueroa here on the Willie Valentine Show. This is Angel Mena, also in the Dance Music Artistic Style CD. Give us a call, 888-299-3167, the Willie Valentine Show, WCM Radio.
listening to WCM Radio. Tell you about putting the mic on my when mic I play music. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't know my mic was on. Wow! You're lucky we're known for taking music off. I didn't know that. <laughs> I was singing. Yeah. Oh, put it back, diamond no. girl. All right, we'll cut off his mic. <laughs> That's it. No more. There we go. That's it. I, I think, I think, I think we have show. a good time here now, huh? Also, want to shout out Studio5B.com. Studio5B.com. They do the bangingest pictures, man. You want some good yeah. pictures? So. Some good, you know, some good photography. Any artist wants some headshots, you know, this guy will give you some quality photos. So definitely check it out. Once again, www.studio5b.com. 5B as in boy. Yeah, man, he does really good work. He actually made me look like human. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, he made you look a little bit taller. But next time, don't take nude shots. Why not? That kind of oh, like, yeah. you know, I don't know. I was in the room. It, it made but me come feel on. comfortable. Come on. Nah, I, come nah, on. Nothing. How you going to feel? Because I had a diaper and a baby <laughs> rattle on? <laughs> and, a, and a rattle With the bibbit. What the bibbit? Was it me? What is it? Yo, bibbit. I'm shit. trying out for that new baby fist movie. <laughs> yeah, I want to give a shout out to Osby. He just called in. Thanks Osby. for listening. What's up, my man? I heard uh, <laughs> he was out there. <laughs> so thanks for calling in. And uh, definitely check out the show every Thursday. Hold on, and, uh, we'll you know, rocking, the house, rocking the house, having some fun up in here. Hey, lady's trying to be on the radio. <laughs> so, you guys, ready for the third installment for tonight and the final installment for tonight of K Seven? Yeah, ready? I got yeah, my, every it. time I hear one of them, I I got more questions, and then I listen to the next one and they get answers. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So here we go, part three, part C, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> part C, section A, paragraph two of. K7. There you go. On the Willie Valentine Show, WCM Radio. We're back on the Willie Valentine Show. Welcome back, people. K7 in the house. Yeah. This Hello. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Um, uh, not too long ago, I was watching some stuff, and I realized that you was on the Arsenio Hall Show. How was that experience like? What, what, what did you I mean? Uh, Arsenio. Arsenio Hall. Arsenio. Remember that? Uh, Arsenio was fun. Oh, uh, yeah? Um, we got there a day before. I'm, there's a story that I got to tell you 
but I can't tell you now. <laughs> that happened to me the day prior. Uh-huh. But um, when we got when we got to Arsenio Hall, um, I met William Shatner, Mr. Captain Kirk. That is amazing, the and, man. Uh, and uh, you know, when I was a kid, I wanted to be Captain Kirk. You know, like kids used to pretend to be members of Star Trek. Yeah. And I used I used to pretend to either be Spock or Kirk. And I like Kirk because Kirk got all the girls. <laughs> Right? He was a cool dude, right? Yeah, yeah, but you know, like, your Spock was just smart and he could do that funny thing with his fingers. Yeah. And I just thought that that was the stuff, but I showed him how I could make a communicator out of loose leaf paper. Oh my God. And then, um, and then he, uh, he joked, he joked around, he, he joked around with us about, you know, kissing green chicks on the show. <laughs> kissing green cool. chicks? Yeah, because, you know, like, in Star Trek, there was an episode where he kissed a green girl. Yeah, I remember, yeah. And, like, they did it, they, they made a big deal, like, people argued, you know, um, if, you, if you view, like, Star Trek history, yeah. you'll find out that um, they were almost banned, you know, and people criticized the fact that there was a scene of him kissing Lieutenant Uhura, oh, because right, he was yeah. black, but they allowed him to kiss a green chick. Ah, so we were talking about that. <laughs> That's kind of interesting. Performance-wise, it was it was really. Fun. I know, I know this one. When I when I saw it, it looked like you guys had a blast doing that show. I mean, yeah, we had a live band that day too, so that that made it that made it that much better. Yeah. Well, what, what other shows that you remember like that that you've done that you had like a blast like that? Uh, um, Showtime at the Apollo, like four times. Um, uh, Soul Train. Oh, Soul Train! That was cool. Yeah, Soul Train. We did Soul Train. We did, um... Oh, God. Oh, we did Top of the Pops like 10 times, which is which is um, England's version of American Bandstand. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, um... Wow. Yeah, things like that. All Fun right. Stuff. Let's see what else we have here. Um, <laughs> this is Willie's uh, question. Uh... Who was your fe- your favorite A in TKA? <laughs> See, now you guys want me to get in trouble. Uh, well, you know, try to answer no, but, as, but as I'm, best I'm gonna, you can. I'm going to answer it. I'm going to answer it honestly. <laughs> All right, I'm let's gonna go. Answer it honestly. Let's go. Everyone that everyone that was an A, okay, everyone that was an A has special meaning to me. <laughs> okay. I thank AB because AB was able to. You know, he you know he was able to take over and get us one way love to get us our first kid. Okay. I'm grateful to Angel that. I'm grateful to Angel Vasquez because you know, or, or Angel Love as he loves calling himself, um, <laughs> because he that guy is the most persistent guy and the hardest worker that we've ever had. You know, he he never he never quit that kid. You know, and, you know, anytime that he, he, you know, he persevered. Anytime there was a problem, he always persevered past that problem. You know, so I respect him for that. George Lamont, vocally, he is my favorite A. He's your favorite A? George Lamont is my favorite A, vocally. Because he, um, when he came in, it, it, it changed the sound, performance-wise, of us automatically. Before we even got in the studio, we were singing on stage. Really? And, and you know, 
and it's not it's not just like one way love will come get my love that that he changes it's just like you know a song like louder than love and a, 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 or a song like give your love to me with you know with george in there or even a song like maria with george in there it's just, it's just he, he he got those that put his thing to sync yeah yeah he, he you know he, he made it he made it uh he made it work he made it work right Sound-wise, he, he's a master. Okay. I got a question for you, okay? Now, you know, you, I, before I get into that question, I got a, this is a small personal question. <laughs> what was your last show in New York with, with TK? Do you remember where the last club you guys performed at when you guys were breaking up and stuff? Um, wow. Because I'm be honest with you, I have a flyer. Because it, it's, it's, it's ironic. Because I started singing freestyle like 87, 88, but I didn't come out with a record until 1992. And supposedly, I opened up for your last show in New York at Silver Screens in Queens. Yeah, that was honestly the Silver Screen was actually our final show. It altogether, Miami, Miami was called the final show, uh-huh. but the actual final show was at Silver Screen. Okay, that's funny because my record came out a week before that last show, and I remember Jr. Who was my manager at the time, and he was uh, the owner of Honorable Records, and I was on that label. Yes. He said, all right, you got, I got you open up for TK tonight. Now, they're going to boo you because they, all they want to do is see TK. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> so I, I, I remember when they announced my name. And before TK comes out, we have whatever, 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 Willie Valentine. Everybody's like, boo, TK, TK. I was like, oh, my God. But ironically, I, I actually, at the end of the show, people were applauding. And I was like, thank God I proved myself. But it, the funny thing, I, I'll never forget, there were some words that you said at the end of your show. You guys were like in a huddle and you're hugging. You said, TK will be, is, and will always be the best freestyle group. And I, you guys were all huddled up. Everybody was in tears because right. it was just so emotional. That show was, the place was packed. You guys tore it up. I mean, you know, like, as you guys always did with the show and the dancing and the singing. And it was your final show. It was so emotional. And I, I'm, I just want to let you know, it was like, it was great to be a part of that show. I don't even think you knew that I opened up for you guys because... You probably were in the back, and you guys were all getting ready and psyching yourself up for your last show. But um, that's See, memorable just, for me. I was a space cadet at that point. I can imagine. I was like, all I was worried about was getting it over with. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I don't remember. No, of course. I, didn't. I don't even remember that day. Yeah, it, it's incredible because that's my one of my memorable experiences with you guys. I think that's the only time I ever performed alongside TK. I mean, I think one time also in a few years ago we did that show. And it was with um, George Lamont was with you guys. Yeah. Yeah. That, but, um, you know, but the original TK that I remember back in the days. Yeah. So I find, you know, I've always wanted to perform with you guys. So I can honestly say that at least I got to perform for <laughs> your last show. So it makes me feel good, you know. <laughs> yeah. So I just want to let you know about that. So we, we'll go into another question. Okay. Yeah. We're <laughs> into you. <laughs> yeah, can, I, can I say something? Sure. You know that, uh, and this is not to take away from maybe, but do you know that most people feel that the original in their minds that the original TK to them is me, Tony, and Angel. Yeah. Oh, I hear debates all the time about that. Yeah. People people really feel like that. And 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 I always take in parallel the way that people read um, the TK stuff with freestyle. Not that we, we are freestyle, but it's just, I always look at that and I go, that explains to me why people don't know the original history of what freestyle is because they only accept it from when they started. Exactly. Right. You're right. You're absolutely right. 
So they, they really don't know, they don't know this stuff. If they don't remember who AB was, they don't know. Because I knew that Spider was in the group. I remember when, when Linda India was in the group. So I was, you know, I was a fan. Don't I was call her Linda. Don't, don't call her Linda. <laughs> I know, that's right. I saw it on the internet. You can't call she her. She will call you Porky. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, that's true. I saw the, the interview on the internet. I can't mess around. She legally changed her name. My bad. <laughs> but I, I remember you guys performing at Roseland. I remember she used to sing with her face down, looking on the floor the whole time when she was singing background with you guys. I'll never forget that. Do you remember? Did you ever see her sing Dancing on the Fire with us? No, that I didn't see. Oh, man. That's another story. I'll tell you that one in private. Okay, I got a question for you. Uh, I want to see how you would answer this. But I want you to be more specific. What do you think was the main reason or part of the main reason for freestyle decline? And... You know, the typical answer people tell me is, oh, the production, the vocals were weak, the writing was weak. You know, I, I, I don't have, you know, no shame. I'll save, I, you know, I, I'll get into it with you. We'll, we'll, we can go back and forth and say, well, I felt, you know, this artist was a main reason, or this record company, or this production company, or, you know, there's some record labels out there, and I'll be very honest with you, Hot Productions in Florida, which I did a lot of compilations for, a ma it's a major reason, and me and Paul you know, are really close. But he knew it too. He's like, he didn't care anymore. He just wanted I'll to accomplish that. I'll tell you. I'll give you my PC answer uh -huh. without mentioning names. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, you know, but maybe you can decipher what I mean from this. All right. Um, let's start with radio. Uh huh. At the time of freestyle decline on the radio. Uh, the radio station that was was encompassing what the freestyle sound was was in New York was Hot 97. Right. It had just turned to Hot 97. It added the format of hip hop, so it was playing hip hop and freestyle. Yep. So it was catering to the Latinos, to young Latinos, and it was catering to blacks. Yep. It was successful at that. Okay. Mm -hmm. But hip hop started on a rise at that point. So hip hop was playing Wu Tang Clan. Uh huh. It had groups come. It had Nas coming out. Uh -huh. It had Biggie coming out. Right. It had Pac becoming successful. Uh -huh. All these groups that had something to really say musically mm -hmm. were developing in New York radio. Right. With that being said, what was coming out musically for freestyle was this: there would be one TK song or maybe two TK songs a year. Uh -huh. One George Lamont, or possibly two. Mm -hmm. The Cover Girls, if they did, Sweet Sensation, if they did. Right. Okay? Very limited. While, while the top eight groups, what I consider to be the top eight freestyle groups, uh -huh. were doing their thing to try to get music out. Mm -hmm. If you look at how many months they are in a year and realize that you're not going to get for four months you're not going to get a good freestyle record mm -hmm. right for four months and then and you know you have to divide that and how much you play that and how much it becomes monotonous right when you only got eight songs from those eight groups mm -hmm. right and then on the other hand you have 20 to 30 to possibly 40 songs from different hip-hop groups that have something to say in right. their music. A record record is going to choose what he has more of right. as opposed to what he has less of. Right. 
that's okay because we had different radio stations across the country that were take that were still embracing us. We have uh, we have um, Power ninety six, we have B ninety six, we had KCFM, yep. we had um, I forgot what the radio station was in LA in San Jose as well. Got it. But what happened then was there was record companies that would turn around and basically pick someone just because they thought because it was a cousin of a best friend of somebody who they knew right and they heard him sing Mary Had a Little and they would bring him into the studio and hand him a piece of paper and say sing this yeah person had no vocal training person had no artist development which is exactly what's happening to our sound right now right there's no artist development mm -hmm. definitely not and with that being said, this person comes out, sings a tune, boom, they're, they're doing a show next week, they can't sing a lick, they're performing next to stars, and they sound like crap. And standing around on stage, not dancing, not doing anything. No presence, no, also, not, no not performance presence. And then, and then they all, and then when they acting like crap, and then they got the star kid. You know, like, I'm a star, give me a room, and I need to be treated like a star. Basically, que tienen mucho aire, a lot of air in their head. Mucho guille. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then they turn around and they're, they're hoping that they you know that someone will show them all this love and when you have 25 of those picky cutter groups coming out and they all sound like crap yeah and we have this record label pushing this crap mm -hmm. and the owner of that record label is saying well I want to make a buck yeah but That's they give they really crap yeah and let me rehash the beat that I used for this person five years ago to make this girl successful. And let me rehash the beat that I used for this guy to make this guy successful. And let me let me copy this beat of this group and let me copy this beat of that group. And fundamentally, let me just keep it going this way. You're rehashing stuff that's already succeeded mm -hmm. and is dying. Yeah. yeah. That's a real it didn't go to the next level. It just kept yeah. staying at the same level. It did it. They keep going backwards, really, because they were sampling records from, let's go back to the 87, get that beat. Let's go back to the 86. To be honest with you, what, what happened since then to now is up, as opposed to evolving, we're devolving. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's true. You know, it's like I go, at this point, there's cats in San Jose. There's the whole annoying uh, movement that's happening in San Jose. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's the Texas freestyle. Yep. There's still remnants of Chicago freestyle. Mm -hmm. Remnants. Miami won't even touch it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's weird, dude. Miami was the bomb back grandma then. grandma's music in Miami. Yeah. <laughs> it's called um, classics. <laughs> then you have Canadian freestyle, too. I mean, and, you got, and you got Canadian freestyle. Mm -hmm. No. There's, there's more, but we're a movement without focus. Yeah. We're a... We're, we all have the same formula. If you're a group, you want. If you're a girl group, you want to sound like Sweet Sensation. You want to sound like the Cover Girls. Mm -hmm. If you're a guy group, you want to sound like TKA. Right? Yeah. So, can, can I be honest with you? Sure. TKA wasn't the best vocal group of all time. There's a lot of debates we on the internet all we the time. Were just about successful. That. Okay. We were just. We were lucky enough to have good songs and be successful. You know who was the best vocal group to me? I definitely want to know this, yeah. Who do you think was? 
Who? I think voice sounded really good. I thought, I thought that the lead singer voice and the guys in voice had great harmony. Carlos, right? That was Carlos, the lead singer. Yeah, I thought that they were great. I yeah. thought that they could sing, like, they really sang really well. Cool. I hardly saw them perform much. I remember I used to hang with Carlos a few years ago, and um, but when they were out there, I did very few shows with them. So, you know, you probably saw them a lot more than me, so, you know. But you know what happened? Oh, what happened to all those groups is that, you know, their, their their management and all these stuff, they would turn around and talk. They, they would say, TKA, 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 TKA to them. And it's the same thing that happens to all the freestyle artists now. Yeah. You know, you say, oh, you're not good. You're not better than. That's, that's why I go on the web pages and, and I go, why are you comparing, you know, this, this new guy that's coming out with this old guy? <laughs> You know everyone's gonna pick the old guy. Yeah. Because this guy doesn't have the memories that the old guy has. Mm-hmm. Yep. That makes sense, yep. And that's what happens with a group like you know, when you compare it to a group like today. Yeah, okay, boom. You're competing with the song that's on the radio and you're the brand new group. So you're gonna stay stagnant. Mm-hmm. You're going to feel that pressure of being told that you're not good enough. And it's it's basically verbal. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hear you. It's true. Yeah. It's like pressure. You're putting pressure on them. Um, you're not being like TK or you're not sounding like TK or I mean, you're not performing you're not like sound, TK. You're not as good as George Lamont. Listen, you know what? I know I'll never sing as great as G. But you know what? I still got to find who, who I am. Mm-hmm. And these groups out there will not. A lot of these new singers that are out there really want to sound like George. Yeah. They really want to sound like TK. They really want to pretend to be people that they're not. Right. It's true. And it kills them. That's very true. I got a question. I'm not too mild of horn. Like I said to you earlier. No, I know. I just got lucky. That's very humble. I mean, yeah. I, I know. I mean, I spoke. I, I pretty much met a lot. I mean, almost all the artists in freestyle. Not everybody has your attitude. And not everybody has the success that you had, and they don't think the way you do. Um, you know, I don't, I'm not going to mention Nick because I don't want to get into that crazy bochinch and stuff. But I've I've hung out with artists who are who maybe had one mediocre song that you know that did something got on maybe 197 back in the days, and mm-hmm. they swear they they deserve the world that um, they're better than everyone out there. Um, Oh, they, they hate on everybody else. Oh, this person got, they, they, they're whack. Oh, I performed with them. I burned them. But meanwhile, they have one record that did okay. Maybe sold, you know, 50,000 copies. And, <laughs> you know, they, they, they're, they're George Michael. You know what I'm saying? They, they look at themselves that way. Oh, I'm huge. You know, I, I, I just don't want to make any more records. Or um, I'm, you know, looking around. I haven't found the label that I want to be with, you know. And I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you. What my, one of my favorite groups of our era. Yeah. George Lamont, mm-hmm. as you've heard me mention his name like 10 times already. Yeah. <laughs> um, vocalist. As a vocalist, mm-hmm. as, a, as a solo singer, I, I love his voice. That's yeah. my favorite thing. Yeah. In, in our genre. Yeah. Betty from Sweet Sensation and the girls from Sweet Sensation. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Yeah, that good. was my favorite girl group. Mm-hmm. I say this now. Not to offend any of the other girl groups that are my friends. That is my favorite female singing group. My favorite female vocalist mm-hmm. only has one record that I know of. Okay. My, 
and it's my favorite freestyle song of all time. Good. That's Lydia Lee Love. I knew it. I knew it. I was thinking in my head. I, was, I said, it's got to be Lydia. You said one record. I'm like, it's got to be Lydia Lee Love. <laughs> one record. That's it. She is my That's what, that what makes sense. that's what maybe was a part of your success. Maybe, maybe I'm not sure, but mm-hmm. possibly maybe, maybe because I was influenced by the music as opposed to the music that I was. Yeah, doing. so that way you weren't influenced to copy anybody else. You weren't trying to be like anybody else. Your, your style was your own because you weren't looking at everything else around you that everybody else was doing, or identically right. to everybody else around them. So he just went on different route. That's great. Which was yeah, I mean that's got to be the vision of an and, artist. So you got any final words? Anything you want to say to Fanny? Message or? Any shout outs or anything like that? Um, don't eat fat foods. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, w- one thing is that to all the fans out there, I, I want to thank you. Because regardless of who's been with us, you always support us. Um, I hope that you know, I can continue to entertain you guys and that you guys appreciate that you're still able to hear your favorite songs. I know that it's I know that it's very important for you guys to have the memories and be able to see the faces that, you know, you used to have crushes on when you were kids. But the thing about life sometimes is sometimes when you quit, you know, when you, when you bring back old memories, sometimes it brings back old problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes you don't need that. Yeah. So sometimes recreating it over and keeping going, you know, it's, you know, like they always say the grass is not, you know, Everyone wonders if the grass is green on the other side. Right, right. You should just stay where you are. Mm-hmm. Just stay where you are. I'll bring it to you and you'll enjoy it. Lastly, I said this in an interview the other day. I'm going to say it right now. There is not a king of freestyle. Hmm. There is not a group that are the kings of freestyle. There is not anybody who passes themselves off as the king of anything is a false idol. Meaning that they're building themselves up to be torn down. Wow. They're alienating themselves and standing away from you, pretending that they're bigger and greater than you are. And you don't need that. You need unity right now to keep this moving. Mm-hmm. To say that I'm better than anybody else, or for someone to turn around and take a title and say, I'm better than you. Think about that. Wow. Yeah. Wow. People always ask me why I never wanted to be called the king of freestyle. And I used to always reply, I, I'm not even the king in my own home. How do I <laughs> right? If you hear my song come, baby, come. The first line says, I slam the door when I come into the bedroom because I'm the king of the castle. The, follow, the following words that come after that are, nah, nah, nah. Meaning, no way. Hell no, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> That's funny. That is to say, that a man is a man. I'd rather be called an artist than a king. Right. I'm an artist. And your freestyle favorites are your favorites, not kings. Nice. That's good. That's good. Well, thanks, King. Thanks for, you know, hanging out with us for a couple of hours here. It's been, you know, it's been, wow, very informative, entertaining. It's been a lot of fun, especially for me. 
And I knew Lou was yeah, right looking at me, telling like, me, wow. This guy is deep, man. And a lot of things that you're saying is like, whoa. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's not only that inspiring to me and listening to you and how, and how you deal with things and how you see things and how, you know, some artists are even afraid to even say what they want to say sometimes. And it's good that, you know, there are still artists out there who believe in what they believe in and, and are willing to speak about it and say something about it. So well, thank thanks, you thank you, K, for, you know, for coming on to the Willie Valentine show. And, and, uh, and, you know, we got all the support from us. <laughs> definitely. When, you. when, uh, when your new stuff is out, let me know, because I'm definitely going to pump it here. Oh, yeah. And, um, right, I, I, I love to play it. Cool. Sounds good. Okay. All right, that's K7 here on the Willie Valentine show. You guys have any other questions you want to ask him? Just forward me some emails, and I'm going to make sure he, you know, gets back to you guys. And uh, hopefully, we'll bring him on in the future with his new album, new music, and we'll be rocking it here on the Willie Valentine Show. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Yeah. Whoa. That was awesome. Definitely, definitely. So that was uh, part one this week of the K7 interview. We have a lot more, and I'm um, getting a lot of feedback from the fans out there. A lot of people are really digging this interview a lot. So, again, I'd like to thank K7 for spending time with us and uh, doing the interview. Thank you, K7, definitely, man. And for not holding back and speaking his mind. Yep. And, um, you know, definitely got a lot of respect for the man. And I know he's going to do well with his new stuff as he's done with the K7 and TK stuff. Like he said, he's lucky, and he I bet his luck is going to continue. Yeah, definitely. got to take him to Vegas, man, and win some <laughs> money. <laughs> Use him as a good luck charm. Well, that's about wraps the show this week. We'll be back next week, Thursday, from 10 o'clock to midnight, maybe a little longer like we did tonight. And we're going to have a little more K7, some more great music, some more uh, mixes, and um, I think we'll have a phone punk for next week. We're going to do a couple of skits, new commercials, and it's there's a truck hot. passing in the background. This is great. It's so professional. Yeah, it's the Bronx, <laughs> man. <laughs> Thanks again for listening in. Don't forget, Freestyle Reggaeton lives here on the Willie Valentine Show, WCN Radio. My name is Willie Valentine. It's Louie Lou. Se fue ese pendejo, Philip Anthony. Yo, he walked out the door, man. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. I'm going to leave you off with a little tear shed MKG. Peace.
You're listening to the Willie Valentine Show on WCM Radio.